When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and now Bill Belichick, Tony. All in their 70s, all moving on. Tony Kornheiser, are you trying to push me out? Give your eye on somebody younger, like 73 or 74? Like, what are you doing here? Just just hug you, welcome you. Hug you up, as the Southern College football coaches just say. Hug that boy around his neck and welcome you in. Come on in. Thank You're not too old. Nobody's too old. Not on this show. Not no. People too young. Not too old. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. We will get to the other news of the day in a bit. But we begin today with the end of Bill Belichick on the Patriots. The coach with the most Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl appearances is leaving New England where they all happened. Belichick and Robert Kraft shared a stage today but took no questions together. Belichick praised everybody he worked with in New England and said he will always be a Patriot. Kraft called him the greatest coach of all time. Wilbon, your thoughts on how this ended and what Belichick meant to the Patriots and the NFL? Tony, it really did seem to me sort of funereal. Uh, Just to me. This is how it struck me. And I realize that's not necessarily the case, and it seems like Bill Belichick's going to go on and coach somewhere else, and he still has quite the appetite for it. But watching Robert Kraft talk, and I was more interested in hearing Kraft talk. I mean, there's no point to hearing Belichick unless you're, you know, in private with him. And I've had the luxury of having had that, the pleasure of having had that a few times in my life, where Bill Belichick's a real person, and he's not standing in front of a microphone where it seems like somebody's killing him to be there. So I liked hearing Kraft more talk about his appreciation for Belichick and how he hired him and his impressions of him when he came after a less successful stint in Cleveland and what it was going to be like to go out and try to find somebody else coming up. And I was interested in hearing, and I'm going to beat you to go to the glasses, sort of, kind of. I was interested in hearing the former Belichick players like Teddy Bruschi, Damian Woody, Lewis Riddick on, on, on our air. Just talk about what he meant to them, how he changed them, what he was like during a week of preparation, what he was like during game day. I was interested in in hearing or reading, listening to Tom Brady's tweet when he thanked Belichick, and it was long and it was appreciative and it was even loving, if I can use that word. So I'm just soaking in the the reaction from people close to Belichick. It's, It's a larger universe than people might think, but it's not all that large. It's football people. And Belichick's a fascinating guy, and everybody goes at some point, and it didn't seem to have a lot of acrimony in it. And if that's the case, good. Okay. I don't mean to cast any aspersions on Bill Belichick, because I don't think we're ever going to see somebody win six Super Bowls and go to nine Super Bowls again. And I'm okay. I'm comfortable with the notion that he's the greatest NFL coach of all time, though I'm old enough to remember Vince Lombardi, and I might advocate for Vince Lombardi. But Belichick is absolutely great. I, I, I just think that I, I'm, I think some people are getting carried away with their valedictories. So there's two words that I think must be said here in context. And those two words are Tom Brady. Nothing happened without Tom Brady. Tom Brady left and won a Super Bowl on his own. 
And Bill Belichick spent the next three or four years pretty much treading water in the shallow end of the pool. And I would also say that it seemed to me that Bill Belichick got fired today. Not, you know, it was politely done. But Bill Belichick the last two days was talking about, I coach the team, I get up, I go to work, this is what I do. Maybe he didn't mean it, but that's what I heard him say. And I think it's impossible not to believe that Robert Kraft, that this is the outcome Robert Kraft wanted. And I'll say one other thing here. This is not a surprise, okay? Pete Carroll was a surprise. Nick Saban was a surprise. We've been talking about this for the last two years. The only surprise is that we can now put this date on it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, not looking for, these things have to come to an end. By the way, I would just say this about the Brady comparison. Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Shaq and Scottie Pippen. Yeah. You know, I mean, they all have great players. That's four different You're not people. winning without great That's players, so I don't people. hold that against Belichick. Um, I'm not holding wow. it against him. I'm saying you got to yeah. mention it. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. just yes, you. Do. Like, he's they with Brady. They do. Now that Belichick is leaving New England, the question becomes, where is he headed? Arthur Blank and the Falcons, they're being mentioned as one potential suitor. Atlanta is one of the seven other franchises with head coaching openings. Tony, where do you expect Belichick to end up? I really like this question because it states the obvious. The obvious is he's going to coach again. Robert Kraft said that today when he yeah, got he up did. to speak, that he knows he is going to coach again. So if I'm Bill Belichick and I want to win in a hurry, the first place that I go to is the Chargers because they've got a thoroughbred quarterback in Justin Herbert. And if I'm Bill Belichick, I spent the last four years without a quarterback and all I did was lose. Atlanta, a lot of guys on TV today mentioned Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback. I understand why Atlanta's attractive because they're in a bad division, right? And, and so maybe you can win that division quickly. But they don't have a quarterback at this point. So I, I don't really see that. And I'm not sure that Arthur Blank wants to hire the guy who coached against him with the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl and stopped him from dancing on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have really no interest in where Bill Belichick goes next. I have interest in Bill Belichick. I don't have any interest in where he's going next. And I know you can say I'm parsing words. I I, I just don't. I mean, he needs to go someplace with a quarterback. That's today's NFL. And we've seen him linked, as you just mentioned, the previous story, of course, with Tom Brady for 20 years. And so, but Tony, I'm going to say this. I don't think it's going to be as automatic as a lot of people think is great. And I, too, think, I mean, to me, Bill Belichick, yes. And I, I grew up in a, in a division, following a division where Vince Lombardi was there. And my whole childhood was following losing for the franchise I follow to Vince Lombardi. I still think Belichick's the greatest coach ever of all time, period. But do I think you can just plug and play? No. Bill Belichick. I know he won his second year in New England, Tony, but it took a while even in Cleveland to, to, to sort of get to the point where he could win and win consistently. Does he have that kind of time now at 72 years old come February or March, whenever he turns 72? No, he doesn't. It's so hard. He is so demanding. Is a new locker room going to take to that? Do coaches get you? One thing I love from hearing from Brewski and from Damian Woody and Riddick and all these guys today was talking about how even Belichick changed. There was change involved, but he's still so old school. Is the quarterback, wherever he goes, going to be able to handle that? 
There's a lot of questions, and I don't believe he can build that culture in a week. I think he can win in three years, and I think if you hire him, he'll break Don Shula's record for your team. He'll do that. I think he can win. I think he can win. Let's move. Let's go to Alabama, which exploded yesterday with the news that Nick Saban was retiring. Saban and Alabama have been the gold standard in college football for the last 17 years. Wilbon, what and who do you see in Alabama's future? I, again, Tony, I, I, you know, I don't know enough about it. I, I do keep up with college coaching and, and just was involved in a college search for my own alma mater. So I know the coaches who are out there. I don't know who's going to appeal to Alabama, and I don't know who you'd look at and say him that he's going to be successful. I, I have no idea, even with that background, but I see struggle for Alabama, and here's why. Because they once had to replace somebody named Bear Bryant, okay? That's and right. when they did that, Tony, they went through coaches like Mike Shula. They went through Dennis Francione, who, I, you know, seriously, I thought Dennis Francione was an actor on Hill Street Blues. I didn't even know he coached <laughs> Alabama, left for Texas A&M. Mike DuBose, who had a 4-7, a 7-5, and five, a 10-3, and three, and then a 3-8. I mean, Mike Price was there for a minute but didn't even coach. People, Ray Perkins was there, and Ray Perkins left to go to Tampa Bay. I mean, people yeah. left Alabama on their own quickly. Not like, you know, not like Coach Saban with a pocket full of trophies. So I, right. I don't – I see struggle, Tony. This is like replacing Coach Wooden, as we said yesterday. I see struggle for whoever comes next, no matter how terrific a coach he may be. So I read some comments this morning by Nick Saban, who said he felt tired. He felt old. He felt a little bit tired. Yeah, he couldn't grind. coach with the vigor and the verb that he wanted to. I don't see that, by the way, to mention somebody we talked about before with Bill Belichick. I do not see that. I think he's still got all of that stuff. I'm going to give you one name. It was put in my ear early this morning. I thought it was a great idea. One name, Urban Meyer. And I don't even like the guy. And don't tell me that Jacksonville disqualifies him because this is a college job. It does. Just yeah. like the Miami Dolphins did not disqualify Saban from going to Alabama. Urban Meyer, who has kept up with the game because he's on TV all the time, Urban Meyer has won championships at two different colleges. You know who's done that in the last 90 years? One guy, Nick Saban. That's it. That's the list. I'm going to tell you this, Mike. If they hire Urban Meyer and not a previous assistant to Nick Saban, He'll win a national championship in two to three years, and he'll figure out the transfer portal in 15 minutes. And that I, I just think you, you got to hire somebody quick or every five-star is going to decommit by the end of the week. Let's take a break. Coming up, will NFL players be fired up to play for Bill Belichick at this stage in his career? Wilma doesn't think so, but we'll ask Booger McFarlane. We'll also ask him how he thinks Nick Saban's success might have changed the sport of college football. Does it matter... It doesn't matter what five stars you lose. You just go to the portal and you pick up a few. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Watching, pardon the interruption. Presented by Grey Goose. Part of Happy Hour. Let's get back into all the big coaching changes with our great friend ESPN NFL and college football analyst, Booger McFarlane, who today is wearing a shirt from Bayonne, which I have played as well. Let's start with this. You played against Bill Belichick coach teams. You've analyzed them on television for years. Can you describe what makes Belichick different from other coaches? Well, it, it's a couple of things, Tony. Number one, they usually don't beat themselves, and Bill is going to make sure that he's got every I dotted and every T crossed. That's number one. Number two, Bill Belichick always makes the opponent play left-handed. He's never going to allow you to do what you want to do. And to me, that's the sign of a great coach. I'm going to take what you do best away and make you do something that you don't want to do. And then thirdly, he was able to change the game plan each and every week. It, 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 It doesn't matter what they did the week before. I can remember going against the Belichick team, and the week before, they started the game off with 25 straight runs. Like, who does that? They didn't even throw the football in the first 25 plays. He was willing to do whatever it took to win the football game, to break tendencies, to do all the good things that made you a better player because ultimately the name of the game is winning football games, and he won a lot of them. Look, I think I'm old enough now where I can ask this question without being accused of ageism, but so I'm going to a certain area. If you were a young, promising player now, would you be fired up to play for Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll at this stages of their careers and lives? Yeah, because I would want to know what they knew because they've made a lot of players great. And and the number one job of a coach, Mike, is to make the players better. And I always want to know that a coach can make me better because if he can make me better, then I can go out in professional football and make a ton of money. I really don't care if it's old school or new school. The name of the game for me, because this is professional football, is how can I become a better player where I can make more money and feed my family and I can drive nicer cars and we can live in bigger houses. So, yeah, (laughs) there is a wealth of knowledge in Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick and guys like Nick Saban, and I would love to tap into that. However, I do understand that this younger generation is different. They don't want to be pushed quite as hard as some of those old school coaches will push you. So I, I can kind of see both ways, but old book, I want all that knowledge, Mike. <laughs> and you don't think it's passed them by in any shape or form, it sounds like? No, I, I, I honestly don't think it's passed them by because I, I, I think winning, to me, breeds success and success leaves clues. And they've kind of morphed and changed along the way, but there's still some old school values to their coaching. I want to ask you about LSU specifically because obviously you played there just before Nick Saban arrived and won his first title. 
Booker, as well as you know Coach Saban and, and what he did in the SEC specifically, is it possible that he was so good he changed the actual sport? Did he have that kind of impact? <laughs> well, what he changed is the ability to recruit. You know, we, we talk a lot about uh, college football and what made Nick Saban great. Two words, process and recruiting. His ability to go out and get the best players to come to Alabama was always outstanding. That's number one. Number two, his ability to make you focus and make you stay in the process. He wasn't worried about the outcome, Mike. Think about that. Too many times in life, we focus on the end and not the journey. We focus on the outcome and not the process. I never played for Coach Saban, but everybody that played for him said the one word he always used was process. Not the journey, the process to get where you're trying to go. And that had to be one hell of a ride because he's the greatest college football coach of all time. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. And it's also a question about Alabama now that Saban is leaving. Dan Lanning announced in a video that he's going to stay at Oregon, I don't know that he was offered the Alabama job, but he's out. Where do you think Alabama goes from here? I, th- that's a great question, Tony. I'm going to give you two names. Number one is going to be Mike Norvell, the coach at Florida State. From what I understand, there are some direct ties between the AD Greg Byrne at Alabama and Mike Norvell, the head coach. To me, it's got to be a guy at the top of the level of a Power 5 program that's been there and done that, and he's done it in this climate which is a new climate. You got NIL, you got the transfer portal. So Mike Norvell will be number one. The second one would be Kalen DeBoer. Because when you talk to everybody from a coaching and a teaching standpoint, no one, and I mean no one right now, is more uh, is doing it better than Kalen DeBoer. So if you gave me those two, if you gave me Mike Norvell and Kalen DeBoer, I'd take that Tony Kornheiser money and that Michael Wilbon money, and I'd go to ESPN <laughs> bet, and I would bet it all on those two. Yeah, that's, that's great. You talked about that's the bigger cars and bigger houses. That's Will Bond's life. Oh, please. Bigger cars, please. more houses, bigger please. houses. Thank you, Booger. Thank you. Thank you, Booger. Appreciate you. Anytime, man. Y'all have a great one. Let's take one last break. Still to come, a low moment for the Warriors. Ooh, real low. And should we expect the Bucks to right the ship against the Celtics? tonight. Tony, you know, things cost less out in the West where there's more land. I don't mean California. Right? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Pardon the interruption. Is presented by Gray Goose. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 22nd birthday, Ellie Dela Cruz. 
The Reds' captivating shortstop played in 98 games last year as a rookie. He had 235, 13 homers, 44 RBI, 67 runs scored, 35 steals. And these are good, but not great numbers. What is great about Cruz is his speed running and throwing. He's the kind of player who could go from first to third on a bunt. Listen to what Joey Votto said about him. This is a direct quote. He's the best runner I've ever seen. He has the most power I've ever seen, has the strongest arm I've ever seen, unquote. Now, rookie phenoms often fizzle, but the speed stuff is legit. De La Cruz tied for the fastest sprint speed in baseball last year, 30.5 feet per second, and he threw a 99.7 mile per hour relay home. Okay, all that's great, but I don't know what the numbers tell me. Tell me this, does that make him as good on the base pass as Ricky Henderson or Vince Coleman? Does it mean his arm is strong enough to throw people out and put fear of God in the runners trying to go from first to third like Roberto Clemente's? I, I need human comparison. The, the numbers don't work for me. I don't know what they mean. Well, he's a rookie. you got to give him some time. Happy anniversary, Kansas City Chiefs. On this day 54 years ago, the AFL champion Chiefs dominated the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL 23-7 in Super Bowl IV. Like the Super Bowl III victors, the New York Jets, these Chiefs came into the game as a double-digit underdog but decisively beat their NFL competitors. Chiefs quarterback Len Dawson was named the game's MVP. Following the Jets' win, the Chiefs' win buried the widely held notion that AFL teams were inferior to NFL teams. Super Bowl IV was the final one where AFL and NFL teams were paired. From then on, as the merger became official, the Super Bowl paired teams from the AFC and NFC. This win avenged Kansas City's loss to Green Bay in Super Bowl I. Tony, the Super Bowl, as you know, was such a referendum then. I mean, it's a cocktail party now. The most watched cocktail party, but still a party compared to the tension over AFL versus NFL when yes. you mentioned those games. Even after the Jets had won, it was still a referendum on the AFL and the quality of football it was or wasn't thought to be at the time. 100% right. A melancholy trails to Bud Harrelson, the scrappy shortstop of the amazing Mets, who won the World Series in 1969, died at the age of 79. Harrelson is the only Met to be in uniform on their two championship teams. He was their third base coach in 1986 and later the manager. Harrelson anchored the Mets infield for 13 seasons despite being a light hitter with a 236 career batting average. He won one gold glove. He played in two All-Star games. Got in a famous fight with Pete Rose in the 1973 playoffs, and he got the worst of it. For people like me who remember the early days when the Mets were the worst team in baseball, Harrison stands on a rung, Harrelson rather, stands on a rung with Cleon Jones, Tommy Agee, Ron Swoboda, Tug McGraw, and Jerry Kuzman, just one step below Tom Seaver. Ah, oh, Tony is a Cub fan. I hated those Mets teams, but I admired the players. And especially becoming a sports writer, I got to meet a lot of them and admired them, including Bud Harrelson. Quick to the big finish. Victor Wembanyama had his first triple-double. The Spurs beat the Pistons. What a game that must have been. Impressed? I guess so, Tony. He did it in 21 minutes. And even though it was against the Pistons, again, 21 minutes is impressive. The NBA fined Raptors coach Darko Ryakovich 25 grand for ripping the refs the other night. You surprised? Yeah, I thought it'd be 100 grand and worth every dime. The Warriors got pasted at home by the Pelicans by 36. Cause for concern? Back-to-back losses at home where they got killed, Tone, getting booed off their home floor. The Dubs. Number three, Kansas lost to UCF. Explain that. I can't, but one, two, and three all lost in a two-day span and all to unranked teams. Yeah. Last one, Celtics and Bucks tonight. Three got. 
The Celtics are four up in the East. Beat the T-Wolves last night in the Thriller. Milwaukee needs to win this game. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. I need Peacock. There's a game this weekend. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple podcast. Ah, Tony's streaming. It's a wonderful thing to see. Well, I don't know how to do it. I need somebody to give it to me. Just point and click. And click. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.